What's going on, youths? Hi, and welcome to another new episode of my podcast titled The Truth for Youth. My name is Bintu St. Jean, your host, and today we have ourselves another topic. And in today's topic, is going to be upon a subject that I believe is very timely, especially in this corona pandemic era that we're living in. And our topic is going to be on none other than the subject of the home. Now, of course, in this quarantined time that we're living in, in which we are commanded to stay at home and to practice social distancing, it seems like everything now is being done from the home. Working out from the home, working from home, schooling from home. It seems that the home has been the subject of every conversation and that the world is adjusting to living at home. But as we have seen recently, the home, while it's being a place where most people are at, it's the least liked and favored. And especially for our youth. You see, the home is supposed to be a place for the youth where they can find a safe haven from the world. But with domestic violence on the rise, divorce rates skyrocketing, the emotional distress of single parenting, the young are in a war zone in their own territory called home. There's no place like home, but the youth would rather be in any place but home. And so stay with me on this topic as we discuss the issues of the home, how it affects the youth, and pretty much how we can understand why they would be rather far from home. Some of the biggest battles we have to fight in life are everyday battles. The trenches of war are not in the sands of an unknown territory, in the hills of an obscure wilderness, nor out in the open field against foreign enemies. But rather, the trenches of war are treaded in the home. There was a time where I believed that the happiest place a young girl or young boy could be in would be right in their home. Think of the happiest place you can think of right now. If you ask any young person what is the happiest place in the world? They would say, Disney World. 
a water park, the playground. If you ask a teenager, probably they might say a nightclub where people are dancing and having a good time and good vibes. An adult, most likely an island, a vacation far from the chaos of everyday living, in a yacht far from their dwelling. When people think of the happiest places, home is usually far from it. But that's strange because the home is supposed to be the happiest place in the world. If homes in the world were more happy, more people in the world would be happy. According to research, the most surest way to promote children's lifelong emotional well-being is to help them feel connected. According to Edwal Hollowell, an MD child psychiatrist and an author of the book, Childhood Roots of Adult Happiness, he points as evidence from research that was done by the National Longitude Study of Adolescent Health, which involved 90,000 teens in which connectedness, a feeling of being loved, understood, wanted, acknowledged, emerged as by far the biggest combat against emotional distress, suicidal thoughts, and risky behaviors, including smoking, drinking, and using drugs. And this is home for me, personally, because I grew up in a Haitian household. And in a Haitian household, most Islanders know this, that connectedness which was being mentioned is lacking in our communities. Haitian parents, Bahamian, I can speak for other Islanders as well. Traditionally, they feel that as long as they put clothes on your back, food on your table, and a roof over your head, that they've done their job as a parent. And while this is a part of parenting, it isn't parenting at its finest. That emotional connection, affirmation of feeling, is often left out the window. And it's like, you come home to a greeting, yes, there's food on the table, a hi, how was work, how was school, and that's it. And it doesn't get any closer than that in a traditional island household. Speaking from experience here. And for them, they feel that because they provided for you, now you have to grow and be a lawyer or a doctor or a nurse because they work two to three jobs to get you there. And again, I'm thankful for that. But can we just talk? Most parents are stranger to their kids. 
because they don't open up. They're not vulnerable and they always put themselves in a position where they are always right in our opinions, emotions, perspectives are not validated, but rather violated by getting ignored. I grew up with friends who are at constant conflict with their parents. Some who've even mentioned to me that they don't even think their parents love them, but rather hate them. And it's unfortunate that some parents take their bitterness and anger it unleash it on a child they brought to the world. I've had friends in middle school who've hated their stepfathers or young girls who've hated their stepmothers. I remember coming from a school dance in sixth grade and I had a friend named Trace, a really good friend of mine. He was tall, handsome, funny, athletic, Overall, just an awesome, great friend. All the girls liked him. And as popular as he was, he was genuinely a humble dude. Just very down to earth. But I'll never forget this one night after the school dance, back in middle school, they used to have school dances. And I remember me and Trace and other friends, we decided that we wanted to go to this school dance. And so we did. But I remember specifically on the night after the school dance, we were waiting for our rides and I decided to wait with Trace until his ride came. And lo and behold, a white pickup truck pulled up and it was his ride that ended up coming. And you know, as I seen the pickup truck pull up, I said, all right, Trace, I gave him a wave and I said, yo, have a good night, man. And I'll see you in school tomorrow. But in a matter of seconds, I started to hear a shouting match going back and forth. And I, and I could remember Trey saying, you're not my dad. You're not my dad. And him getting in the car and his dad threatening him. I couldn't believe it. But this faintly represents the struggles young people all across the world, not just in America, because if it's happening here, chances are it's happening everywhere else. Young people everywhere are battling with their home. The reason why most youth want to be far from home is because the home is far from what it is supposed to be. What young people can't find in the home, they will try to find in the world. The security, the love, the acceptance, and the sense of belonging. A young man cannot find in the family circle, he will go and find in the gang circle. The affection and affirmation a young girl cannot find in the eyes of her father, she will go and find in the eyes of a player. And it doesn't matter how many times those words of love and affirmation were rehearsed to other girls. He could have spoken that same line to 20 other young girls. If he has a way of saying it that makes her feel special, 
and like the only girl in the world. To her, it's better than not hearing those words at all, especially at home. She'll take flirtation as affirmation over no words of affirmation at all. I guess what I'm trying to say is that the young people is looking for a home. A place where they won't be judged, a place where they will be loved and valued for who they are, where they are free to express themselves and be accepted in sincerity, where their happiness won't be measured by the standards they have to reach in order to please their parents or find validation or approval, but where success and failure is welcomed in a home that fosters unconditional love. If the home lacks love, they'll go and find it. If the home lacks peace, they'll find it in the nightclubs, the endless parties, and social gatherings. The youth needs a sense of belonging, acceptance, and affirmation. Don't mind the rough edges of their character. Don't mind the slick remarks, the unruly behavior, the lying, stealing, fighting, and arguing. All this are just symptoms of a bigger issue. Symptoms of a broken home. Symptoms of a broken system. A home that never taught a young boy how to be a man. A home that never showed a young girl her real value and self-worth. A home that never showed how parents are supposed to interact and exchange affectionate kisses and emotions. A home that never revealed Jesus to the youth. The word family means to belong. But to belong to a family does not mean you will feel belonged in it. And if the youth feel they don't belong, it won't belong until they find that somewhere else. Because the home is far from home only because it's far from what it's supposed to be. Far from a place of unconditional love, far from a place of hope, far from a place of healing, far from a place of refuge. The youth would rather be far from home, even if it's among strangers, even if it's in the streets. If they feel belonged, they will take their belongings wherever they feel belong. Not only do the youth suffer from a broken home, but a broken home leads to a broken community, and a broken community leads to a broken society. Because at the end of the day, all of us, everyone, came from a home. This does not only apply to the young, but even the elders and the old alike. For they were once young too. And the trauma of living in a broken home does not go away as you grow older. 
but it manifests itself in different ways. Because everyone who has a family came from a family. The traits are passed down. The demeanors are passed down. Yet unfortunately, sometimes the habits are passed down. No home is far from the home daddy and mom were raised in. The same arguing and fighting is repeated. The same cursing and swearing, the same abandonment and separation is rehearsed. The same problem, the same crisis is repeated, but only in a different generation in a different home. Same crisis, different home. Different family, same generational curse. Different parents, same parenting style. Different use, same rebellion. Where can the young go? Who can point and lead them to the right way? If not their parents, then who? If they don't learn at home, then where? If they don't know now, then when? The course of society depends on the course of the youth. The young must be led, must be taught, and trained to be functioning members of society and contributors to the cause of God. Thankfully, there's hope for the youth. God does not despise the youth. He sees the tears of his daughters. His ears are open to the cry and distress of his sons. Where the youth can't find belonging in the family on earth, they will find a belonging in the family in heaven. Jesus is the link between the youth and heaven. Jesus did not feel belonged in his own home, but he found comfort and refuge in his father. The first miracle Jesus did was at a family function at a wedding. He turned water into wine. Jesus can turn the water of a broken home into the wine of a home of love. Because your home was broken, it doesn't mean your family will be broken. Because your home was broken, it doesn't mean your future will be broken. Because your home was broken, it doesn't mean that your life has to remain broken. It's all about the will. Give your will to God and God will make your home after his will. The Bible says, except God built the house, they labored in vain that built it. The love of God will make any home a home. The unconditional love, the long suffering, the patience, the gentleness, the meekness, the humility, the loveliness of Christ will make the home a happy home. Because a home that is far from home is a home that is far from God. But when God is in the home, peace, love, joy immediately follows. Every home on earth was to reflect heaven, a place where everybody belongs, broken, hurt, beaten, bruised, rejected, despised, oppressed the gates of heaven are open wide to the youth 
but the youth must open wide the gates of their hearts to receive heaven. And after all, this world is not our home. But let me remind you that with all that is going on, we too are not far from it. Thanks for listening to this episode. And Maranatha.